Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Wow, <laughs> what a weekend in the Premier League. Uh, if you were thinking that the Premier League was stale and boring and it was always the same teams and everything was happening per plan, uh, you haven't been watching. This is the craziest Premier League season ever so far. This is absolutely wild what's happening. Who would have imagined at the beginning of the season that 10 matches in, okay, which is over more than a quarter of the way through, that Manchester City and Arsenal would both be in the bottom half of the table and that Man United would have only come up above the bottom half of the table on match day 10. Crazy stuff. You never would have. Anyway, look, we've had big results. We're going to go through them all. We're going to look at tomorrow's Champions League uh, matches. That's what's on the table today. We are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And uh, I certainly, <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been singing my praises recently with my picks. But I will tell you uh, how I did with this weekend's Premier League picks, and uh, I will uh, be hiding after I tell you. But when we come back, that's what I'm going to do. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's great to be with you. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or you're catching our podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the B-L-E-A-V, the podcast network that you need to subscribe to, uh, I welcome you to the show. I'm with you each and every uh, week night, 6 p.m. Pacific, that's 9 Eastern. Then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern time. For all you early birds, you can catch me there on Sports Overnight America. Uh, that's Monday through Friday, bringing you the best in the global game. Well, lots to get to, as I mentioned. we got Champions League for tomorrow. we got the Premier League for the weekend, and we're going to take a look back at another great loss that the football world has suffered right on the back of the loss of one Diego Armando Maradona. Um, Papa Buba Diop, the Senegalese wizard from 2002 World Cup fame, uh, has passed away. Let's talk a little bit about that. All right, lots to get to today. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. Now, you know I'm going to fade that song before we get to the naughty bits, right? Because, you know, there is still some propriety left in the world. Not a whole lot, I have to admit, but there is some out there, and I will uh, do my bit and fade that song before we get to the uh, rather obscene parts of it. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. We are presented by betonline.ag, and while the NFL season, the Champions League, the Premier League, it's all in full swing. Now, you're probably not going to be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action on betonline.ag. Uh, they got game spreads, totals, teams, players, coaching props, everything you want. They give you more options to wager than any other place online. Plus, there's the online casino, which never closes. 
just like here in Las Vegas, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, so head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Make BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. And I want to tell you something. Enjoy your sports betting, but do it responsibly. Make it a bit of fun and not a lifestyle. Okay, let's get to a bit of fun, shall we? Because the Premier League season was crazy this weekend. But before we get into that, I want to actually get the really sad stuff out of the way. Because last week, of course, we had the tragedy of losing uh, a certain Diego Armando Maradona, whose, uh, can now, whose hand can now join God and they can play football together. Um, a great loss for the footballing world, no doubt, at only 60 years old. And I was stunned, stunned to learn that at the, at the age of only 42 years old, uh, we lost Papa Bouba Diop, the Senegalese um, defensive midfielder who you might remember from the World Cup in 2002, who... Um, put Senegal on the map, not that they weren't on the map beforehand, but, but for people that were just coming in. Look, 2002 was one of these World Cups because it was the first truly global World Cup because, yeah, 1998 was, was, was obviously a, a big World Cup and everybody uh, followed it, but, but 2002, it sort of started to blow up in the United States. So it... it, it, it it had an exponentially greater viewing audience than 1998. And when he defeated uh, champions France, because remember France won in 98 in France, remember this? Uh, in the opening match of the 2002 World Cup, uh, it was all, not only was it Senegal's first ever um, match at the FIFA World Cup, but it... Uh, it, it to score against the champions was monumental. And uh, uh, Papa Diop, who, you know, didn't score a ton of goals. I mean, he scored uh, somewhere around like 10 or 11 goals for Senegal when he played for them. Uh, he had six, yes, 11 goals. I'm looking this up. He had 11 goals, 63 appearances for Senegal. I mean, he was uh, sort of a defensive midfielder, so it wasn't like he would be up front scoring a lot, but he certainly scored the goal that was heard around the world in 2002. Um, then played with Fulham, played with Portsmouth, played with West Ham. Um, well, actually, going backwards, played with, uh, played with um, Fulham, Portsmouth, West Ham, Birmingham City, Athens, uh, retired in 2013. Very, very sad to lose such a young man. Uh, and um, it was been reported that he had ALS, which is uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and uh, very sad. Anyhow, we mourn the passing of Papa Buba Diop. Too many footballing greats are, uh, we're losing him. And um, it's very sad. All right, um, that's, let's... Let's put the memory of uh, Papa Bubba Diop behind us and uh, move on to the Premier League. And I, I scratch my head, quite frankly, because as I mentioned in the open, if I told you that 10 matches in, we would be in this crazy situation on the table. By the way, We'll talk about the results over the weekend for Fulham and, um, you know, Fulham, Papa Bubi Diop's former team. Uh, they got a huge win uh, over Leicester City today on Monday, which was 
Nobody had figured that one coming. And just to give you an idea, and we're going to drill. I was, I was hoping to do this in order, but I'm a little bit scatterbrained. Fulham, if you'd bet Fulham to beat Leicester at the King Power, it paid plus 520. Think about that for a minute. That is a long shot. A good match. But here we are now, 10 matches in. <coughs> Excuse me, a little bit over 25%. We've got Tottenham Hotspur on top, Liverpool second, Chelsea and Leicester rounding out the top four. Now, Tottenham and Liverpool are tied on points. Tottenham have a, something that has been dogging Liverpool seemingly year over year, a vastly superior goal difference. Uh, Chelsea just a couple of points behind Leicester, behind them, although Leicester have lost two in a row. What was interesting this week was basically none of the top four teams got a win, <laughs> which is absolutely weird right i mean uh, <laughs> none of the top four got a win uh tottenham uh drew chelsea liverpool uh brighton we could talk about that match uh chelsea tottenham i would definitely want to talk about that match and of course leicester losing to fulham uh west ham united how about that david moyes on his way up moving on up <laughs> they're now in uh, fifth fifth spot in the table uh, tied with Southampton and Wolves, who had a big win as well. Southampton uh, coming off a loss to Man United, uh, which took uh, some very late antics uh, from uh, Edson Cavani to get the point for Man United, who still don't look good to me. Look, there are a number of storylines that are fascinating in the Premier League, and I think I'm probably uh, getting very close to running out of time in this segment. And I, I want to get to them uh, when we come back after break, because th th it is so fascinating. I mean, to have Frank Lampard and Jose Mourinho's sides facing off against each other, okay, at Stamford Bridge in what, what we thought was going to be a humdinger of a game. Two teams that, you know, ended up, it, it, two teams that put on can put on really exciting football at the time ended up being a whopper of a snooze fest, to be fair. But at the end, Jose Mourinho, I think, would have been happier with the result than Frank Lampard because it maintained the status quo. You know, we talked a lot. We talked a lot about uh, this match between Everton and Leeds. I told you it was going to be an exciting match uh, with wide open football. And I tell you, what, the scoreline didn't, the scoreline doesn't indicate it. But for me, it was certainly one of the matches of the day as was of the weekend, as was, I thought, West Ham, Aston Villa. Uh, and again, I, I don't know why we're messing around with VAR at this point, with offsides. I thought Aston Villa were robbed of this match. Um, you know, we have to do something about the offsides rule and VAR because, I'm sorry, a molecule offside isn't offside it used to be just a few years ago they changed the rule to say there had to be visible daylight between the players for it to be offside i don't know what happened to that it probably got changed in another one of the untold myriad changes of uh, rule modifications that they do but it makes no sense whatsoever var is supposed to ensure that the right calls are made and it is largely doing that but I think that they need to in reinterpret the rules that VAR is uh, basically reinforcing, particularly the handball rule, 
They're now saying your hands have to be away from your body in an unnatural position. Any, any, any contact with the ball and your arm and your hand, your arms are away from the profile of your body as a handball. I think we need to look at these rules. We need to look at the offside rule. Are you really getting an advantage if you're uh, half a shoelace ahead of the opposition? We have to look at why in general these rules are put in to try to stop teams from having an unfair advantage. Okay. But if you push a really high line, you're playing with fire. I mean, one of the reasons Liverpool's conceding so many goals this year, they push always have pushed a high line and teams are starting to suss them out. All right, listen, I've got to go to break. Let's pick up the conversation on the other side. Let's look at the results this weekend in the Premier League and take a look at the tables and see some of the big stories in the greatest show on earth. <laughs> You know, our uh, great engineer on this show, and I have to thank both Dominic and Scott for, uh, you know, being the technical geniuses behind this show and uh, making sure it gets out on the air. By the way, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline, Series XM, Sports Overnight America, American Forces, iHeart, TuneIn, Believe, you know it, we're here. But I want to thank Scott and Dominic for uh, making this show happen. Also, Darren Peck, of course. But Scott once said to me, when he heard the Stranglers, No More Heroes, which was that introduction music, he said, you and your weird music. There's nothing weird about the Stranglers, Scott. That is No More Heroes. That's from the album No More Heroes. My favorite Stranglers album, Stranglers album probably Ratus Novegicus, but some great songs. And of course, you may, they've had some big hits, songs like Golden Brown, which came out later in their career. But, but uh, one of the uh, sort of early pioneer punk bands, not universally loved within the punk, early uh, punk community uh, at the time, I might add. I think they, there's a famous story about, uh, was it Jean-Jacques Bonnell uh, from the Stranglers getting into a fight with Joe Strummer after, <laughs> after one of their gigs, a fist fight. Uh, but Anyway, enough punk history. Let's move back to the football, shall we? By the way, we are presented by betonline.ag. Please make them your online sportsbook experts. All right, so 10 matches in, and, and we have this crazy, crazy, crazy Premier League going on right now. Um, where I think that... By the way, if you're looking for discussions about... Uh, about MLS, uh, sorry, you're not going to find it here, okay? Not that I have that much against MLS, but with the Premier League going on, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't give a snot, to be fair. Um, so let me give you some surprises. Let's talk about surprises. Um, I would say my biggest surprises so far in the Premier League are the fact that I think Tottenham are a legitimate title contender. And I know my fellow Liverpool fans are kind of roll their eyes and huff and puff, but you underestimate Jose Mourinho at your own peril. Harry Kane has been reborn as a playmaker, as a leader. They've got a squad of great players. They have belief. They've had long enough under Jose Mourinho now. 
that they have gelled and I think they're probably used to his antics. And it's possible that Mourinho, as he gets older, and he's only a couple of years older than I am, uh, believe it or not, that's a sad thing to say, because uh, has tempered and mellowed. I mean, this is a guy that won, uh, what, two titles with, Por with Porto. He won three titles, three Premier League titles with Chelsea. He won two uh, Scudetto with Inter Milan. He won La Liga with uh, Real Madrid. He won the Europa League with Man United. <laughs> and that's not, that's, he won the Champions League with Inter Milan uh, and the Champions League with Porto. I mean, so, <laughs> I mean, he's won, uh, what, titles in four different countries. Um, he's won two Champions Leagues in two different countries for two different teams. Uh, he is he is a master. I mean, the man is the greatest living, active football manager. I'm sorry. You can talk Pep Guardiola's. You can talk Ancelotti's. You can talk all that you want. You can talk Jurgen Klopp. But nobody has the success and the achievements of Jose Mourinho. And he is a polarizing figure, no doubt. People hate him. People love him. He's outspoken. He speaks his mind. He, he doesn't adhere to too many norms but a lot of what he says by the way is what uh, we like to call brutal honesty right a guy that was the fifa world Co uh, coach of the year premier league manager of the season three years in a uh, three years in a row Serie A manager of the year uefa manager of the year uefa team of the year world soccer uh, magazine manager of the year i mean <laughs> World Soccer in 2013. Are you ready for this? In 2013, and France Football, France Football rated him the 13th greatest manager of all time. That was last year. World Soccer rated him the third greatest manager of all time. That's in 2013. I can go on about Jose Mourinho. And yes, he's a petulant little whiner sometimes, no doubt about it. And we can talk about his tenure at Man United. Uh, but, you know, he managed to bring in a, a Europa League, a Super Cup, um, came second in the Premier League, won a Community Shield, won the F, uh, and came, lost the FA Cup final. But, you know, did okay. Not, you know, didn't win the title with United. But when was the last time United won the Premier League? He asks, smiling. So don't underestimate Tottenham. You do so at your own peril. A seasoned team with seasoned players and quality players and a manager who's bedded in is no longer surprising his players with his antics. And I believe his players have completely uh, bought in to his system. And of course, the legend that he is, um, you know, wow. Don't underestimate Tottenham. They could win it. Uh, Liverpool, for me, the surprise, obviously. Uh, Diogo Jota, signed from Wolves, kind of a backup to the big three. But, wow, this guy's been just absolutely incredible. But, you know, Liverpool right now have eight injuries, uh, critical, key injuries. Uh, Thiago, um, Virgil van Dijk, um, you know, the list goes on. There are other ones, too. But you know, Liverpool beset by injuries. They're still in second place. It's going to be a race, neck and neck. And then you've got Chelsea and Frank Lampard and this young, this group of young players that have, haven't lost a game since the second game of the season where they lost to Liverpool, the champions.
You cannot underestimate Chelsea. Those are your top three teams in the league right now. I would have put Leicester City up there. I have a couple of issues with Leicester City. I mean, I think they are definitely going to be a uh, fighting for the Champions League spot with a couple of other teams who I'll tell you, I think. Uh, but, you know, Leicester City and depth are two things that don't go very well together. Uh, they're very reliant on Jamie Vardy, and they've had a couple of bad results back-to-back, -back, losing at home to Fulham. And then, of course, they were absolutely whomped at, at Anfield by Liverpool 3-0, and that scoreline did not reflect the game. That was the, one of the most one-sided games all season, maybe outside of that 7-2 uh, Villa thrashing against Liverpool and maybe the, what, the 6-0 coming off the weekend for Manchester City. 5-0, excuse me, against Burnley. Um, don't underestimate Brendan Rodgers. I just don't think there's enough depth yet at this club, and I, and I think they're going to be pushed. I'm going to tell you who. First of all, uh, West Ham United have been a wonderful surprise package, but... Uh, we forget that they were languishing mid-table uh, following their loss to Liverpool just at the end of October. So they had a great December, November, excuse me. They won three matches. They got nine points out of nine, and it's taken them up to fifth point in the table, a uh, fifth spot in the table. Uh, they're not scoring enough goals, and um, I don't think they're really going to contend. I think the teams you want to see that are going to contend for these Champions League spots are Leicester City, don't count out Everton, at all, please count out Everton at your own peril. I think we're going to talk about mid-table Manchester City. Uh, we're going to know in the next. Mm, I'm going to say we're going to know in the next three matches whether Man City are going to get it there proverbial poo-poo together. But I cannot see Man City not challenging for the top four. So look for Leicester, look for Everton, look for Man City, and possibly, just possibly, you've got teams like Southampton and Wolves that might have something to say about it. And as for the results this weekend, <laughs> well, okay, we had nine matches. We had nine matches this weekend. Um... Brighton-Liverpool. I picked Liverpool. It wasn't. It was a draw. Man City-Burnley. Okay, I picked Man City. They were minus 667. They won. Big whoop. I did pick the uh, I picked the under, and it went over. <laughs> Everton-Leeds. I picked Everton-Leeds won. West Brom-Sheffield. I picked the draw. West Brom got the first win on the season. Southampton-Man United. <clears throat> I picked a draw. Southampton, um, excuse me, <coughs> Man United won albeit very, very lucky, Edison Cavani, Whew, right at the end. But nevertheless, they won. My pick was bad. Chelsea, Tottenham, I picked Spurs. It was a draw. Arsenal, Wolves, I picked a draw. And uh, if you can believe it, <laughs> Wolves won. We're going to talk a little bit about Arsenal. Leicester, Fulham, I picked Leicester. Mm, Fulham won. And finally, Aston Villa and the Hammers, I picked Villa. And Hammers won. So... Uh, out of all the matches today, I got one right. So I can talk about how I got 75% the Champions League last week, 75% in the Premier League last week, 60% the week before. I'm sorry. I don't even think this breaks uh, 12 or 15% this week. I sucked.
So if you bet on my bets this weekend, I owe you. So uh, short of being able to buy you a beer, uh, I think what I can do is uh, give you some better picks. And we do have the Champions League coming up. In the next segment, I'll be running through some of my uh, Champions League picks. All right, listen, still more to get to, though, in the Premier League. Uh, I'm going to go to break. We'll be right back. World Soccer Radio. Pick it up with the other side. Let's do Premier League and let's talk Champions League Tuesday. Be right back. Okay, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, and iHeartRadio, and tune in, and a big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you miss any part of this show, you can catch it immediately on its conclusion. By the way, why would you miss any of this show? You can catch it at the Believe Podcast Network. And I'm not the only football show there. They've got some other really good ones. There's BSI with uh, Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizo, Ico Parra. It's a really fun show. And the Shep Messing Daily Cast, of course, New York soccer legend Shep Messing, uh, brings you all things Red Bulls. And when they're not playing all things global football, and he does it daily, check out the Shep Messing Daily Cast only on the Believe Podcast Network. You can get it anywhere. You get Apple pod- Podcasts or a Spotify. We're presented by betonline.ag. Okay, last segment, we were talking a little bit about the Premier League, and I was giving you some of my surprises, or not so much my surprises, but my take on the surprises. Um, uh, let's talk about Man United for a minute, because I talk a lot about United on the show because I hate Man United, but I am and, and try to be objective in my analysis of them and their manager and the players. Um, because everyone knows as a Liverpool supporter, I'm going to hate Man United with every passion and soul and bone of my body, which in fact I do. So if I am overly negative or uh, extreme about Man United, people are just going to say, oh, you know, it's because he's a Liverpool supporter. So funnily enough, I tend to be more analytical about Man United than possibly any other team in the Premier League because I try to take the emotion out of it. But for me, it's... um, well, plus c'est chance, uh, plus c'est la même shows. The more things change, the more they're the same. Uh, and you'll pardon my French if it wasn't great. But that's exactly right. Uh, Man United are wonderful in their inconsistency. Uh, and I, I don't think... <laughs> blaming Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not the approach. Blaming the Glazers is not necessarily the reason. Waking up after a long, heavenly dream of all those decades under Sir Alex Ferguson and finding yourself smack in reality with a whole bunch of other very well-moneyed, invested teams that are making a, that are adding pl- players uh, that you, when you set the bar, when you set the bar as high as United did during the Alex Ferguson era, and the teams that are aspiring to knock you off your perch build and invest an infrastructure to catch you and better you, you better not, you better not miss a step. You better not trip 
because those other guys are now built up to catch you. And that's what happened with Man United. It's inevitable. Alex Ferguson retires. David Moyes comes in. They don't immediately repeat. They don't immediately have an incredible season. And they can him, and they go into the managerial merry-go-round. If they had stayed with David Moyes, I wonder if they would have been in a better position than they are now. Having said that, let's go back to this season and what I was saying about uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He is not the problem at Man United. The problem is, back in the Alex Ferguson era, there was only one team to play for. If you were a big star or an emerging talent, you wanted to play for Man United. Just like seemingly every player wants to play for Barcelona or Real Madrid. But with Alex Ferguson gone and United no longer getting title over title, it's much harder. They don't have as much money as the other teams. It used to be, of course, that they were the the, the trailblazers of financing and cash and cash flow. And now they're just one of many good teams that are aspiring to win. And they're finding it much harder. They have to be... I think they should take a look at the way Fenway, Fenway Sports Group operates Liverpool, which is in the moneyball vein of things, folks. They are highly analytical into who they sign. But if you look at their signings, Firmino, Salah, Van Dijk, um, Wijnaldum, uh, Jota, these are all signings that have come out of Fenway Sports Group's analysis of players. And while I think it likely Liverpool will repeat the title this season, although Tottenham, I think, will push them, while I think it likely they will, you can put that down to the fact, not that they've spent the most money than any other team or they've cycled a thousand players to find three good ones. You can put it down to the fact that they've had, they have this incredible analytical side courtesy of Fenway Sports Group, who, if I might say, I think probably the best owners in the Premier League. So those are some of my surprises. Were there some shocking results this <laughs> this weekend? Absolutely were. Arsenal, oh my God. Uh, you know, this is another team. They have, do you know, in the last uh, five, six games, Arsenal have won one, drawn one, and lost four. In point of fact, since the second game of the season, and they won the first two in a row, they have only won two games in the last eight. This team is awful, awful. And the problem with Arsenal, they're not scoring goals. And it's all very well that Aubameyang signs a new contract and is doing, you know, everybody lords him. But you know what? He's not scoring goals. And what's going to happen next Sunday at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is that Arsenal are going to go visit Spurs for the North London derby. And right now, I do not see any way, shape, or form Arsenal wins that game. Of course, they could surprise me. <laughs> but uh, but I, I doubt it. And we talked about Fulham. Fulham, huge result over Leicester City. Well, you know, they've got to go to the Etihad and face Manchester City. Huge game for both clubs. I think Manchester City most likely will win that one. Leeds United coming off their huge victory over Everton. And again, I really like Everton Football Club. I really do. Great manager. They're a few pieces away from being a really great team. I think they will make the Champions League this year. 
But right off of that win, Everton now have to go face Chelsea at the bridge. I like Chelsea too. Last year, Chelsea, the problem with Chelsea was that they were very inconsistent because they had a lot of young players and they Frank Lampard was betting in and the young players and they were all sort of doing this <coughs> whole chemistry thing. And I think they got it right. I think Frank Lampard's the right guy. As I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the right guy. And I'm not sure about Mikel Arteta. Mm, we can talk. Oh, speaking of Everton legends, by the way, everyone thinks he was an Arsenal legend. He did play for them, but really the legend was built at Everton, if you could say he ever was a legend. But certainly Frank Lampard, I think, has got it right at Chelsea. And, and, I, and the young players are fabulous to watch. They're an exciting team. They play really positive, fun football. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a big fan of them this season, not of the club, obviously. So we've got a lot of really exciting matches coming up uh, next weekend that have a lot to do with it. At the bottom of the table, West Brom, Burnley, and the surprise, the single biggest surprise, it doesn't get any easier for them, is that last year's package, shock package of Sheffield United have yet to win a game. Four goals in 10 games they've, they've scored. They've conceded 16. They haven't won a game, and they've only drawn one. One point for Sheffield United, and it gets no easier for them as Leicester City come a-visiting at Bramall Lane to play Sheffield over the weekend, and that's on Sunday. Uh, that, that's really the surprise to me. Okay, let's do it with that Premier League roundup. We've got to get on to some Champions League football. We only have a few minutes left. Uh, let's let's uh, move along quickly here, shall we, then, to the Champions League. And I'm sorry. I apologize. We're going to run through Tuesday's game here very quickly. In the Champions League tomorrow, <clears throat> Lokomotiv Moscow are playing Red Bull Salzburg. Let me get the odds here, uh, courtesy of betonline.ag. Uh, Lokomotiv Moscow are the huge, huge favorites here. <clears throat> in this uh, Group A match. Uh, really, very little chance, I think, that they're going to catch, um, that they're going to get out of this group. But there is a possibility, of course, because uh, what's happening on the other side of this match is that Atletico are hosting Bayern Munich, and Bayern Munich are through. They don't really need anything. Atletico, really, if they get the win, it's basically done and dusted. So let's uh, pick these two up. I'm going to say uh, Lokomotiv Moscow are going to beat... Uh, Red Bull Salzburg, I'm gonna, and that's plus 400. I'm going to say that Atletico will beat Bayern at home. They are favorites at minus 104. Wow, I really have, like, no time here. Uh, Liverpool, Ajax, it's a must-win for Liverpool at home. Um, I think they're struggling. I think Ajax can always surprise, but I do think Liverpool will win this. Porto, Manchester City at home. Man City visiting. Man City are through. I actually like Porto for this at plus 350. Borussia Mönchengladbach into Milan. I like Borussia Mönchengladbach. Atalanta, Mid Midland. I like Atalanta. Marseille, Olympiacos. I like a draw for that one. And finally, Shakhtar Donetsk, Real, Real Madrid. Um, you, oh, you have to take Real Madrid for that at minus 279. So I'm sorry to rush through the analysis of tomorrow's Champions League, uh, but we really are running short on time in this segment. And I only have another 
well, two and a half minutes, so we can take a look at some of the stories here at least. I thought I was a minute ahead of myself, so apologize. So Bayern Atletico, that, uh, that is a big game tomorrow, of course. Lokomotiv Moscow playing Salzburg. Borussia Mönchengladbach, as I talked about, playing uh, playing Inter Milan. Inter are just awful. They're winless. Uh, Borussia will win and go through. Real Shakhtar, if Real win that match, they are through as well. So uh, they will win that. Uh, Man City are through already. They are playing Portos. Porto uh, and Olympiacos will beat winless and goalless Olympic Marseille. Liverpool Ajax. Liverpool need to win this game to go through. Uh, remember, if Ajax win this game and Atalanta beat Midland, Liverpool could find themselves facing elimination. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> it's a must-win game for Liverpool which is why when you saw Liverpool starting in the Premier League there were some young faces it wasn't just injuries this is a must win Chelsea are through Sevilla are through in Group E well anyway we'll get through to the rest of them uh, because they are not playing until Wednesday so tomorrow uh, I'll be giving you the full rundown uh, I will look back at uh, Tuesday's Champions League matches and we'll look forward to Wednesday's so just to recap very quickly uh, take Real Madrid Take Locomotive Moscow plus four hundred. Great, great, um, great um, um, odds on that one. Uh, actually, don't take Locomotive Moscow. That's a terrible one to take. Take Red Bull Salzburg minus one sixty nine. Locomotive have been awful. Sorry about that. Take Liverpool minus one forty seven. Take Porto for the upset plus three fifty. Take Borussia uh, Gladbach at plus one eighty. Wow, they're playing at home, and they're not even the favorites. How about that? Take Atlanta uh, at minus 556. Take Atletico at minus 104. And finally, take the draw, Olympiacos Marseille. Okay, uh, that's going to do it for the Tuesday Champions League roundup. I'm going to take a break and be right back to wrap it up on World Soccer Radio. All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber with you. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We've had a busy day today as obviously we've looked back at the Premier League. We had games Saturday, Sunday. We had games today, Monday. We've got Champions League tomorrow, Tuesday. We're going to have Champions League as well Wednesday. We've got Europa League Thursday. And then, of course, Friday, boom, we're right in to the Premier League preview show. I'm with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again at midnight Pacific, that's 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. I am on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, American Forces Network, and if you miss any part of the show, you can always find us on the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. They've got loads of great sports uh, podcasts, uh, current events, political analysis, uh, entertainment, really good stuff. Also... One other programming note for you is that we're presented by betonline.ag. If you're going to have the odd wager on a game, head over to betonline.ag. You will not regret it. Just make sure that you make your sports betting part of your entertainment and not part of your lifestyle, okay? That's really, really important. Wow, what a weekend it was in the Premier League. We've had tragedy. We've had triumph. We've had upsets. We've had great storylines. I mean, that Chelsea-Tottenham game, you were expecting everything and you got nothing. 
<laughs> and then West Ham, Aston Villa. You had an absolute monster game. Leeds getting a big win against Everton. Oh, it's great stuff, I tell you. It was a pack full of drama. As the Premier League almost always is. Champions League as well. So we get down to the nitty-gritty. We played four matches, only six group stage matches to go. We are still going to have some upsets in the Champions League. And, of course, Inter Milan looking like they're headed out in a big way is a huge upset as well. Lots to get to. So you tune in tomorrow, please, and make sure you make me a regular part of your week. Cheers. Enjoy the football tomorrow, and I'll chat to you tomorrow evening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.